So if you remember a few weeks ago, I mentioned that upcoming were the hardest weeks to preach in the year. This is the Sunday that I dread the most. Preaching about the Holy Trinity, it basically turns every priest and clergyman into a heretic because it's almost impossible to faithfully speak of this mystery that it's at the heart of our faith. So here goes nothing. Last Sunday with the Feast of Pentecost, I finished preaching by inviting those of you that have children to reflect and pray about why you love your children. And in the answer to why you love your children, that you would find God, because God is love. That is only possible because God is a trinity of persons. To find God in the experience of love is only possible because our God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. See, when God isn't Trinitarian, when God isn't Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, there's a danger or a temptation in our life that God becomes this goal to achieve, this goal that we try to attain in our life. And sometimes we do that anyway. When we live our life to be faithful to the commandments and be faithful to the commandments alone. Like there's this goal of perfection in how I am faithful to these laws. Or my goal in the Christian life is to be in heaven with God. And that everything I'm hoping for is eternity in paradise. Now, neither of those things are wrong, but that's not who God is. God isn't commandments. God isn't a destination. God is the one who dwells with us. God isn't a goal. Now, I'll bring back something that I said last week. God is not a problem to be solved, but a mystery to behold. When we make God our aim or our goal in our life, we make him a problem to be solved rather than the mystery that we are to behold. And this is unique to our Christian faith. It is unique to the Christian faith that God is a mystery to behold rather than a goal to attain. Every other pursuit in life of the human person towards the eternal, towards God, is a pursuit towards a goal to try to achieve something in the way that we go about our life, being in relationship with the one who is eternal. That is not the invitation of the Christian life. Because for us, God is not a goal, he's a giver. He's a giver in the way that he desires to communicate himself so that we can be in communion with him. And the fact that he is Trinity that in his nature, he is communicative. Just think of it this way. Have you ever thought of why did Jesus never tell anybody specifically in his preaching that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Believe it or you're not believing in the true God. It's because it was in the way that he showed his relationship to the Father and the way that he sent his Spirit and the experience of the disciples of that truth 
that they very quickly came to realize that reality. Right? St. Paul is already talking about God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in the few decades after Jesus, when it takes centuries for the church to articulate who Jesus is. Because their experience of God draws them into this reality of God as one and three persons. Because God is not a goal, he is a giver, which means that we as human people receive what is given. And then we respond by giving back, and then God gives again. And it becomes like this dance between God and humanity, God and all of creation, in giving and receiving, and giving and receiving. And this is because the nature of God is to give and receive. The Father gives perfectly to the Son, and the Son perfectly responds in giving back to the Father, and what binds them together is the Spirit. If you want to learn a new fancy word to impress friends at dinner parties, there's a word used in theology to describe this. It's called perichoresis. Perichoresis. It's a fancy word. It's got a pretty cool meaning. It means circle dance. That Father, Son, and Spirit are eternally in this circle dance, this perichoresis of this giving and receiving mutually, completely, and totally. And because God in His nature is communicative, that spills out towards all of creation. And He draws us into this perichoresis, this dance with Him in the giving and the receiving. For those of you that might be Garth Brooks fans, it's kind of like his big hit, The Dance. Right, the chorus. I'm glad I didn't know the way it all would end, the way it all would go. Our lives are better left to chance. I could have missed the pain, but I would have missed the dance. That's the idea of entering into the mystery, into the experience with God, rather than a goal that I'm trying to attain. For those of you that are married, sometimes when you're younger, you create this goal, this idea of what marriage is, right? Maybe there's the, the white picket fence with the veranda around and the two kids and the good, stable career that makes me feel fulfilled every day that I go to work. And then we go on a trip once or twice a year as a family and my kids are going to play these sports and they're going to do well in school and that's what married life is going to be. Well, any one of you that have been married for more than a year, what happens if you hold on to that goal too strongly? It makes everything fall apart. Because marriage isn't about attaining some goal. It's about the experience of husband and wife learning how to give and receive from each other and how their love given and received spills over into the fruit of children, just like Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Marriage is about entering into that mystery of human love communicated to each other and all of the dynamics that come with learning that and experiencing that. 
But if you hold on to that goal, you destroy the mystery. And it's the same thing that we do when we create God as this goal to attain. We destroy the mystery of who God is. And then we're unable to receive what God the giver is offering. It also spills over into there's some today that will profess to believe that there is a God, but they don't do anything in their life that expresses that belief. Right? It's kind of, I don't know, I haven't really heard them articulate it to me, but it's almost like they see God as the logical end to a human life, and that because God is love, everyone will end up with God in the end. Right? God exists on the other side of this life, and so if I live my life and God is love, then that's where I'll be in the end. But living that way is kind of the same as saying, marriage is so beautiful. A marriage that lasts a lifetime with children and grandchildren and growing in love and everybody who wants to be together, like that is like a beautiful thing in life, and I want nothing to do with it. because it's rejecting the experience. You can't just think of the idea of it and that that brings some good. You have to actually make the commitment to enter into the experience of marriage and everything that comes with it. It's the same in the Christian life. The reason that we pray, the reason that we have ritual and sacrament is because these are the way that we are entering into the mystery, into the experience of our God. It is the way in which he wants to communicate himself to us to bring us in communion with him. And this is only true for us in the Christian life because God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now I'll try to give you an image directly with our understanding of God. So one way to look at God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is as the image of creator, redeemer, and sanctifier. So the Father, the creator, the one who generates, the origin and the source. Because this is who God is, we know where we come from. We know how we are fashioned. We know our meaning and purpose in life because of our creator. And that's the origin and source of faith. With God, the Son who became flesh in Christ Jesus, the Redeemer, He orients and organizes our life. That because God, the Son, became flesh, became man, we know the direction that our life is intended to take. We have a proper understanding of what it means to be human in relationship to the eternal, to God. And that in Jesus, everything in me that is not of God has a way of being reconciled back to God. And this is the source of our hope. And then in God, the Holy Spirit, the sanctifier, he is our life. He animates this spirit of God in us that draws us and gives meaning to what we do here and now into eternity. That through the Spirit, we can actually enter into a relationship with God and not just be servants 
of the Almighty. And this becomes the source of our charity, of our love. And God is all three of these at the same time. We are not going to individual gods, the God who is the creator, the God who is the redeemer, the God who is the sanctifier, but God is creator, redeemer, and sanctifier in and of himself. And so through our experience of God, I know who I am. I know the direction of my life. And I know the source of what gives meaning and purpose to my present moment. And through that, I come to receive faith and hope and love in this life. Because God is not a problem to be solved, but he's a mystery to behold. The reason that we can engage with God in that way is because he is one God in three persons. Without that, he simply remains a distant goal. And so the invitation in the Christian life is to enter into that experience in word, in sacrament, in your prayer from day to day. It's an entering into that experience in relationship to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.